Thanks for watching today. I pray that today's message will empower you to use your voice, help change the way that you think, and refreshes your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, scan the QR code right here on your screen. You can also find them on our app. We're finishing up a mini-series today with answering tough questions about forgiveness. If you happen to miss last week's message, Pastor Dwayne explained why forgiveness is so important and he gave us four steps on how to forgive. Today, he sat down with us to answer some tough questions and how to apply his teaching to our everyday lives. Well, Pastor, last week we listened to your message on forgiveness. And uh, I can't help but think about the world we live in today in our culture and how we're being taught not to forgive because we have yeah. rights. So I'm really excited about having this conversation to hear about what the rights are that the Bible says about forgiveness. Sure. So thanks for taking the time. And I'll dive in with a couple of questions to just open okay. up here. Why is forgiveness so important? I mean, you know what, people do me wrong. What's wrong with me just being mad at them? All right. Well, there's, that, that's a very multifaceted question, <laughs> as you know. But the first thing I would say is Jesus, when he taught us to pray, taught us to pray, to we forgive, you know, forgive us as we forgive those that have sinned against us. And Jesus even went so far as to say, if you don't forgive, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So that's just key. Um, it's just something that we, we need to do because really being a part of the kingdom of God, we, we, are, we are to be the forgiving people. Mm. We are forgiven, but we're to be the forgiving people. And then in Ephesians, the Bible says, be angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, nor give place to the devil. And when we refuse to forgive, we really do open up an opportunity for Satan to attack our lives. Um, you know, one of the best known passages in the Old Testament is 1 Samuel 17. David kills Goliath. The next chapter, the 18th chapter, they're coming back. The women come out, they're singing. Saul is slain as thousands. David is ten thousands. And the Bible said that this pleased Saul, right? And he eyed David from that day forward. And then it says, on the next day, an evil spirit came. Once he began to hold something in his heart against David, it was an open door for Satan to come in. That's why when people say, when you forgive someone, the person that gets set free is not the other person. It's you. You're the one that gets set free. Um, it closes the door for the enemy to come in and attack our life. Um, one of the other things that I really think about that, that is so true when it comes to forgiveness, uh, there's a man by the name of, of uh, Mordecai in the book of Esther. He's a Jew. And there's a man named Haman that absolutely hates him because he won't bow down to him. And the Bible says he goes home and he talks to his family, to his wife and his friends. And he tells them, hey, I've got 12 children. I'm the second richest person in the world. The king has promoted me. I've got influence. I've got this. I've got that. And then he says, all this means nothing to me as long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. In other words, his, his unforgiveness consumed him. Uh, you can have so much, but yet you don't enjoy what you have when you have unforgiveness in your heart. That, that thing just directs your life. And uh, it's just so necessary for your own personal spiritual well-being that you forgive. Man, you're, 
I never thought about your joy and unforgiveness being inconsistent. And if you're walking in unforgiveness, you're probably not having joy in your life. You're not enjoying what you should be enjoying because you're you're focused on this other thing and it consumes you. I mean, that could actually be for somebody who's like, I don't I don't know if I have an issue with this or not. The first question is, do you have joy in your life? That's a great question. Because if you don't yeah. have joy in your life, you got to look at the root and it could be unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's incredible. One of the things that you said that caught my ear was you were you were quoting the scripture and you said, get angry. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about unforgiveness, explain how I can get angry, but not be in unforgiveness. Because I mean, mm-hmm. there's times when I'm mad. Yep. But, but you're saying that's not unforgiveness. Correct. Well, there's 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 two. Well, here here there, there's two there's two parts to that in my mind. Well, first of all, yeah, you do get angry, but then you deal with it. You either talk to the person and you you resolve the situation, or you're not able to, or they don't. But you you still you deal with it and you forgive that person from your heart. And of course, you know this: forgiveness is not a feeling. Right. Forgiveness is a decision. Yeah, kind of like love. Yep. You decide to forgive, and then faith without works is dead. So along with the decision to forgive, you begin to pray for that person. You know, Jesus said to pray for those who mistreat you. And, and uh, so you, for, you, you forgive as a decision, but then you follow through with prayer. And somebody said, well, how long should I pray for them? Well, until the feelings are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And if the feeling, well, what if they come back? Then pray some more. Pray some more. But when you pray for somebody, uh, ultimately what happens is God will, will enlarge your heart and turn your heart towards that person. Yeah, you know, um, some people say that Christians are milk toast. They mm-hmm. don't have a backbone. Uh, <laughs> you're saying, hey, it's okay to be mad. It's okay oh, to absolutely. get angry, but you got to deal with it. Yep. And you deal with it in the right way. Absolutely. I think one of the things you said in your message was that... Uh, our battle is not against, against yeah. flesh and blood. blood. Absolutely. And so that spirit of unforgiveness or bitterness isn't me being mad at some person. I have to deal with that. You, yeah, we need to recognize the, the force behind it yeah. is not the person. It's a spiritual force that's behind it. You know? And then just, this might help somebody, but there is a righteous anger. I mean, Jesus is going into the temple the people, they've got it set up as a marketplace. Jesus goes off and makes a whip. <laughs> I mean, he didn't find one. He made a whip. And then he drove them out with the whip. You know, um, to have an, an anger against ungodly things is right and proper. And that's according to the word. Yeah, that's, that's right and that's proper. Not all anger is wrong, you know. If it's towards ungodliness, that's good. Right? But when we hold something against a person, that is when it, it, it begins to affect us. Holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and then waiting for the other person to die. Because yeah. it doesn't hurt them, it hurts you. Right. How does it affect a person spiritually if they're you know, walking in unforgiveness or they're, they're holding on to a, a bitterness against someone? Well, there's... We, we've already talked about Ephesians 4, where it says to deal with it and don't give place to the devil. When we do not forgive, it allows Satan 
and demon power to come in and torment our life. Mm. And I think a good look at what it, what, what does it look like? Somebody says, well, when Satan attacked Job, he attacked his family, he attacked his wealth, he attacked his body, he attacked his marriage. And when we refuse to forgive, we open the door for Satan to come in and attack our life. So it can even have a physical impact Absolutely. on a person. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is nothing redeeming about bitterness and unforgiveness. Not a thing. Why is it so hard? <laughs> I mean, why, why is it so hard to just go, okay, that was wrong. They did something against me. I'm going to give them grace. I, you know, I think the reason that it's hard is it hurts. Uh, You're disappointed and it hurts. It's an emotional it's thing. It's an emotional thing. But we have been forgiven so much. Yeah. That's what Jesus was teaching. We need to forgive others. When the disciples said, how, how many times should I forgive? Seven times? And Jesus said, not seven, but 70 times seven. Mm. You know? He was just saying, you just need to keep on forgiving and keep on forgiving and keep on forgiving. And of course, the disciples' response is just classic. They said, Lord, increase our faith. Yeah. Again, what most people think is that forgiveness is a feeling. When, I, when it no longer bothers me. Then I'm good. Then I'm good. Okay. Okay. But it's not a feeling. It's a decision. Mm -hmm. We're called to do the right thing and be misunderstood and mistreated when we do the right thing. Now, most Christians don't realize that's part of our call, but that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Forgive when we're mistreated. Do the right thing, be misunderstood, be rejected because of it, and forgive. Most people think calling is your service. Yeah. How am I serving the kingdom? Mm -hmm. and, and what you just said was, serving the kingdom is secondary to walking in forgiveness because that's what you've been called to. Yeah, we are forgiven, but we're forgiven so wow. we can forgive. What advice do you have for somebody who right now for the first time mm -hmm. is saying to themselves, a light is going on, the Holy Spirit is saying to them, you've been walking in unforgiveness. That's why you don't have joy. That's why you're miserable. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, I get it. What steps do they take? What advice do you have for them right now to, to kind of pull back the door that they've opened to Satan and change their behavior? Well, first thing I'd say is this, that when we hold unforgiveness, that person or what they did is affecting us every day. That thing is, is, is affecting you today in your attitudes, in your heart, your spiritual life is affecting you. You forgive, it sets you free, right? And again, the thing that so many people think is I don't feel, I don't feel, right. I don't feel. Mm. This is not about how you feel. This is it. That's why the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. When Jesus said, forgive 490 times in a day, increase our faith. It's hurting people that hurt people. Mm -hmm. And the person that hurt you, they were hurt. Mm -hmm. And what they did came out of their hurt. You know, that and, and the demonic motivation behind it. Again, what you said before, the, you know, we are not in a battle against people, but against spiritual forces. Right? And we need to realize it's those spiritual forces that are behind that person. And you cannot battle spiritual forces with your willpower no. and trying to do the right thing. No, you can't. 
I, I, that is so awesome. For the person who says, you know, the reason I don't forgive is because I don't want to be taken advantage of again. Maybe yeah. you're, like you said, maybe you're in a, a, an unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. If I forgive the person who's creating this to be an unhealthy relationship, don't I just open the door for them to hurt me again? You do. You forgive them and you release them. But that doesn't mean uh, if, if it was sexual abuse, that doesn't mean that you let that person come back in and begin to do the same thing again. Right. That would be a restoration of the relationship. And that's completely different. You talked about forgiving by faith. Yep. The renewing of your mind about what the word says against what the culture says is the beginning to, t to having faith. Yes. <laughs> and, and we talked before that faith is a journey and it's not something that just happens. And you keep speaking it and you let it no, come out oh, of your oh, mouth. True. And as you speak the word, it becomes yeah. real and that faith yeah. becomes part of what you're yeah. walking with. And with forgiveness, really the actions that go with it are the prayer for that person. Mm. Continually prayer. And of course the Bible says, do them good. Do them good. It says, don't return evil for evil. Sometimes people think, well, because I forgave, that means that I'm saying what they did is all right. You know, that is so not the truth. Um, I, I think of uh, Aliaja who came and shot the Pope. Yeah. You know, the Pope went into the prison and forgave him. Unbelievable. Unbel but yet he was still responsible to the law. Mm -hmm. And it's not our place. Right? Oh, absolutely. To hold people accountable no, it's not. for what they've done. No, it's I not. I mean, we got to be accountable for ourselves. Yes. But, um, you know, that's the world we live in. Well, it may be Jesus paid for it. Yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about opening the door in that, you know, you can give Satan power in your life through unforgiveness. And if that door has been open and you've been walking in unforgiveness and, you know, you're saying to yourself now, great, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build my faith. But what about the residuals that are there that the enemy has deposited in my life because the door has been opened? I'm responsible for opening the door, but now there's things there. How do I address those things? Okay. We're talking about the things that have come in, yeah. the demonic attacks that are come in. Once you forgive, you simply address those issues. You just simply say, Satan, I have closed the door. And now I break your power. Mm. I break your power over my life. And I command you to release my children. I command you to release my finances. I command you to release my body. Right? And you take authority over those things in Jesus' name. But it is important. So, so often Satan has entered in to people's lives because of unforgiveness. And once forgiveness is there and you've forgiven that person, that doesn't mean he'll immediately leave. He, yeah. he, he, he can't legally be there, but you need to enforce the covenant. You well, need like to enforce that. what Jesus has purchased for you. And so you need to simply address the enemy and tell him in Jesus' name, I break your power, I command you, go. And he will go. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. And it's, it's not like saying it's as easy as or as simple as but it's the renewing of the mind, right. understanding your authority, right. which we had talked about before. Yes. Taking that authority to, to, to command him to leave, even though you were the one that invited him in through your behavior. Yes. That is powerful. What's the best way to know that you have unforgiveness in your heart? 
Whoo. You know, there's people that say, oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you've said it before. <laughs> you know, you're, you say something and somebody just goes, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, that yeah. was right under the surface. Yeah. What's the best way for a person to go, I want to evaluate my life. Am I walking in unforgiveness? Well, first, um, the, the scripture that you mentioned is in Ecclesiastes, and it says that anger rests in the bosom of the fool. Right? So when we don't forgive, we, th we think, oh, this isn't affecting me at all. all right? But yet the Bible says that right under the surface, there's this anger. You know, the example I've used is uh, you go to the bank and you go to cash a check and the teller's just, you know, about, about right come, and you think, what did I do? And the truth is you didn't do anything. He said, what did I do to make them mad? No, they woke up mad and they went to bed mad. And some have been mad for a month and some for a year and some for a decade and some longer. And it's just underneath the surface. And it's always about unresolved conflict. There's somebody that they have not forgiven. And they think that that, that unforgiveness, that they can focus it at just one person, you know, but it never works like that. It's in Hebrews 12 where it says, don't let any root of bitterness spring up and the King James says, and cause trouble. Uh, the translator's New Testament says, and spoils everybody's life. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happens because you think, well, I'm focusing it at that person that did something to me two years ago. But the truth is, it's spoiling your marriage and it's affecting your wife. It's affecting your relationship with your kids. It's affecting your relationship with the dog. You kick the dog. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, man, why did I even blow up about that? because there's some unresolved issue in your life. And that's definitely something that, that you should look at, that short fuse. I wanna unpack for a second what you said about resolving conflict, mm -hmm. because I know there's somebody watching right now that's saying, you know, I would resolve the conflict that I have with that person, but they are unwilling. They won't accept that what they did was wrong. Yep. So when you talk about conflict resolution, I believe what you're talking about is resolving that with your spirit. With It's great if you can go to somebody and talk things out and resolve it that way. But very often, like you're saying, they don't get it and they don't want to change. Well, that doesn't mean that you don't forgive them. You forgive them anyway. All right. You may not let them back in your life. All right. But you forgive them. You release them. You pray for them. The physical piece of that is just distancing yourself yep. from being exposed to it again. Mm -hmm. That's that's really good. You talked about the person not being the problem. Yep. Because it's a, it's spiritual warfare that we're in. Can you help me understand that thinking? Because if somebody did something against me, that's them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. I mean, that guy cut me off. I know that's him. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't the devil that knocked down his window and told him to cut me off. <laughs> so he is the problem. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that hurting people. Hurt people. Hurt people. And it's the devil, ultimately, who is the father of lies. He's the one who comes and tells people those lies. And, and if we're, we're walking in that attitude, what it really says, I think this is what you're saying, is that you haven't renewed your mind. Um, mm -hmm. you're, you're adopting what culture says is right and wrong. Yes. And that's why you know they're the problem. Instead of saying, no, my, my battle is not with flesh and blood. 
this is an attack. I don't need to get better. I forgive that person. That guy that cut you off, he's probably on the way to the hospital with a pregnant woman yeah. in the back seat, and you just don't know it. Yeah. And God bless him and help him get there. Mm -hmm. And I've started to do that. Uh, I used to get angry on the road. I'm much more peaceful when I'm driving now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just renewing your mind about that whole situation with unforgiveness yeah. and bitterness. Um, the thing that, that happens when we do not, one of the things I should say this, that happens when we don't forgive is it hardens our heart. Mm. Right? When Jesus is addressed by the Pharisees, can we divorce our wives for just any reason? And uh, Jesus would know in the beginning, God created the male and female and what God has joined together, let not man separate it. And they said, well, Moses gave us the right to divorce. And Jesus said, well, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your hearts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus said, when there's a divorce, there's at least one hard heart. Well, in Ephesians chapter four, it says, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Mm. even as God in Christ forgave you. Mm. Okay, so the opposite of a hard heart, a tender heart forgives, but a hard heart is a heart that refuses to forgive, right? And if there's stuff going on in your life and you, you know, you, you're, you're not forgiving, you do, you have that hard heart. And it's hard to see it in yourself. And you really... Uh, I think what David said, you know, search my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me. Uh, that's something we need to pray mm. and say, God, if there's something in me, show me, show me. So we make our heart hard. But what you're saying is even if you've made your heart hard, you can make it tender again. Oh, you can make it tender again. Absolutely. Man, there's a lot of hope in that. Yes, there for, is. For those who have walked in bitterness for so long, they've, they've spoiled part of their own life. They're destroying themselves from the inside out there's hope that they can get a tender heart again. Yeah. Not only towards people, but towards God. Yeah. You know, um, you, you may have heard me say this before, but when it comes to marriage, uh, it's impossible to live with somebody 24 seven, 365 and not have them say and do something stupid. All right. <laughs> but if you'll forgive, you'll fall in love with the same person a thousand times. You know, when you forgive, it just changes everything. It changes everything. And according to Jesus, every divorce has at least one hard heart. Somebody who won't forgive. And when you don't forgive, you know, it's like you put those colored glasses on and, and you just don't see all the great things that drew you to that person in the beginning and the great qualities they have. You know, you're, you're a Christian. You've asked Jesus into your heart. You go to church every week. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to deal with unforgiveness. Oh. If I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm not a forgiving person, you know, the enemy, he comes in and he starts to abuse yeah. you and he accuses you. Um, talk about, you know, you said we are supposed to be the forgiving <laughs> people who forgive, right? Yeah. Well, here's here what Jesus said. Jesus said, every time you pray, okay, if you have anything against anyone, forgive. Every time you pray, Jesus knew that we were going to have to deal with unforgiveness. With unforgiveness. Yeah. And he said, every time you pray, check your heart. And notice it says, anything, anyone. You say, yeah, but they, but that's anything. It doesn't matter what it was. Jesus said, you forgive. And, and Jesus said, forgive when you pray. 
So I've had people literally come to me and talk to me about things. And I said, well, when did that happen? And it was 25 years ago. But Jesus said, you could forgive anybody of anything in five minutes. He said, when you pray, forgive. When you pray, forgive. You say, but the feelings came back. All right. We pray Keep for him again prayer, tomorrow. Yeah. We pray for him again the next day. But in Jesus' mind, which is like saying, this is the way it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. <laughs> Every time you pray, you make sure your heart's right. You make sure you have a tender heart, right? Because when our heart is not tender towards somebody else, it's not tender towards God. How can you say you love God whom you haven't seen when you can't love your brother whom you have seen? Right? And we think, oh, it's just, it's just I'm dealing with that person. But it affects your spiritual life as well. But that's not condemnation for the person who's a Christian who's dealing with unforgiveness. That's hope. You feel in your heart, hey, I do have something against somebody. And I want to do what Jesus said. I want to forgive. I want to just kind of lead you in a couple of steps to go through this right now. All right. Um, I want you to just kind of repeat this from your heart and just say, Heavenly Father, I have had unforgiveness in my heart. And I ask you to forgive me for having unforgiveness. And right now, I forgive. You can name the person or persons. You can name the company. You can name the ethnicity. You can name whatever it is, but you just name it. Just name them. You say, Father, I forgive them. I release them. I demand no payment, no recompense for what they have done to me. And right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for them. And I ask you to bless them. I ask you to deliver them. I ask that your favor would rest on them. I ask, Father, that you would reveal yourself to them. And I ask, Lord, that your shalom would be on them. Health, prosperity, and peace. That there'd be nothing missing and nothing broken in their lives. In Jesus' name, I bless them. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And now, I always want you to just, just receive this. Wherever you're at, right now, I take authority over every demonic attack that has come into your life, into your home, into your family, into your body, into your finances. And in Jesus' name, I bind you and I break your power over them. And I loose them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, again, let your shalom, your health, your prosperity, your peace, nothing broken, nothing missing, be in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now there may be some of you that have watched and you really don't know if you're right with God, where you stand with God. But the Bible says this, it says, whosoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I went to church for, for 20 years and did not know how to be right with God. But you can pray a simple prayer and literally, if you pray this prayer from your heart, when we say amen, your past will be gone, you'll be right with God, and you'll be on your way to heaven. So I want to invite you, if you're not right with God, or you don't know where you stand with God, to pray this prayer right now. Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his, his blood paid for my sins. 
and I believe he rose again. And I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. Jesus is my King, my Savior. I thank you. You have heard my prayer. I'm forgiven. My past is gone. And I'm a part of your family today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, God heard that prayer, and you are right with God. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you're making one of the best decisions of your life, and we're so excited for you. Pastor Dwayne wrote a book called Your New Life, and we'd love to send you a free copy. This book is full of steps to help you grow in your walk with Christ. Also, if you contact us, Pastor Dwayne will pray for you by name for the next 30 days. Log on right now to walkingbyfaith.tv to get your free copy by mail or digital download, and you can also find it on our app. It's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. Walking by Faith is changing lives all over the world with the truth of God's Word. When you choose to sow a seed into the kingdom of God, that money might leave your hand, but the blessing that comes from it will stay with you for eternity. If you'd like to become a partner with us, there's three ways that you can give. One, text WBFGIVE to one 364 give Two, visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give. And three, click on the giving icon in our app. We'd love to connect with you. Here at Walking by Faith, we believe in the power of prayer. We have people standing by ready to pray with you. Scan the code on your screen to send us a prayer request or visit walkingbyfaith.tv to chat with someone today. Next week, we start a new series on going deeper with God. We'll see you then.